finale of Music Reagan. I'm Paul. I'm Kirk. Kirk, 10 seasons. What? Can you believe it? We still don't know if we're going to bone. Will they or won't <laughs> they? That comes in the series finale. <laughs> yes, exactly. When we get married. When we start getting and married. And close the bar. And go to Pound Town. And <laughs> what, other ha- what else happens in Famous Seasons? Oh, and then, uh, no, it was just a dream. Oh, it was all a dream. It was all a dream. In Tommy Westfall's head. Yes, exactly. Played by Rick Schroeder? Who, or Chaz? Chad? Chad. What Lowe? was his name? No. Ch- Who was that kid? Wasn't Chad Lowe? Oh, Who, I know. Was it the Silver Spoons kid? That no. Is Chad Allen? Chad Allen. That's Did he play yeah. Tommy Westfall? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never saw... I've only seen the first season of St. Elsewhere. Yeah. Because that's the only one they put out on DVD in the twenty in the 2000s. Hey, that was a nice tangent. Let's talk about music. This is the season finale of season 10. Yep. As longtime listeners know, every season finale, every 13 episodes, we do a B-sides episode. To right the wrongs. Actually, we also, every 10 episodes, do a grab bag. But now that we're at episode 130, that created a conflict. Yes. So... The season premiere of season 11 will be a grab bag. Which will be delightful. But we're wrapping up season 10 with our B-Sides episode, which means we're going back to the topics of this season for one more bite of the apple. Yes. One more video for each topic yes. we did. Now, there's some that we skipped. Or did we skip some? I don't know if we skipped any. We'll see. All right. Well, you know what? We do so many and we give and give and give that I don't even remember what we give. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, we do so much for these listeners. <laughs> uh, but weirdly enough, the first clip we're going to watch is a B-side from our Happy Holidays episode. No. So let's get into the, Chris- is it? the Christmas spirit. I wasn't going to skip it. You know why? We needed content. You know what? Sometimes we do things for content. I didn't even know where it started because when I sent you my list, I think I even was like, did I do this right? (laughs) I can't remember. We've got the videos. Yes. Don't let the listeners know that we're not on the ball. Yeah, we've got some. It's all here. It's all highly coordinated with our PR firm and and our production coordinators. And we're doing Christmas in May. Yeah. For our B-Sides episode. This is a true B-Side too because... This was an instance where I had two videos by one artist that I wanted to show, and I kept going back and forth, like until right before we recorded. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, this one. So for the B sides, I'm going to show the one that I didn't end up showing by the group Fred Schneider and the Superions. I remember the first video, and that yes. was really fun. It was a video for a song called Fruitcake. Yes. Which was all about making fruitcake. Yep. Uh, this one from the same album of all Christmas songs by Fred Schneider of the B-52s and this sort of electronic pop group that he did an album with, mm. the Superions, is called Santa Jatem. Santa, I love you. Yes, I know you took French yes. in high school. We. Oui. Uh, this is even weirder and more annoying than Fruitcake. So strap in. Hooray! Let's take a look. Santa Jatem. Never seen it. This is this is from 2010. Wow. I right now I'm here for it. Yeah. Is that Angeline? Oh no, it's not. So far, yes, please give me this whole song. So there's a bunch of dudes in. 
sexy Santa lingerie. Yeah, drag, but it's what's called skag drag. Do you know what skag I'd drag is? I never heard that till just now. That's really interesting. Skag drag is like you're not really... True drag is you're trying to create a female illusion. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to look like an actual yes. woman. Skag drag is like just a hairy dude in a dress, maybe, yeah. and a wig. For and like and not trying to... Yes, more for comedy mm-hmm. and not trying to create the illusion of yes, femininity. that's so, what this is. These are just dudes with beards and like yeah. stupid fake tits. Santa, Santa. Oh, Santa. This is fascinating. Also, like, looks like they're outside of Georgia and it's not snowing at all. Yeah. There's no, there's no snow or anything. They probably filmed this in the summer. Yeah. They're having a house, a, par- a Christmas party in someone's home. And it's kind of dirty and trashy. No, that looks like a nice house to me. Well, no, the the party itself. Well, because they are all yeah. in skag drags. And, and flies and Santa everywhere. Has. Yeah. You've pretty much heard the whole song already. No. Oh, yeah. I thought this was they're, all they're, preamble. This isn't a long intro. The whole song is pretty much just that one guy going, Oh, Santa... Santa and then, uh, oh, oh, oh. I thought it was gonna go somewhere and I was wrong nope cause I kinda like this I'm like oh this is gonna go somewhere but it doesn't <laughs> What what is happening here it's, I don't know like weird he, he pushed out a Santa cap yeah they're doing weird they're, this is oh got some Jaeger my like, right there quote unquote sexy things yes but. There's nothing actually sexy about this. It's just fun and funny. Now that yeah. this there's no more to this song or no more to this video, mm-hmm. it's now kind of scary. <laughs> it's now like kind of a fever dream. So here's what you do with this song. You put this on your Christmas playlist right in the middle as sort of like an interlude. Yeah. Right? Between sides one and two. <laughs> okay. You just sort of have this little intermission. This is... For balance. It's getting weirder as it's just doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. But I don't hate it. It's very disconcerting. (laughs) I love that the the voice is getting more and more orgasmic. Yes. And Santa just remains at the same level of ho, ho, ho. I think the song then, and if I'm stating the opposite, I apologize. Santa's fucking someone. Because she's like, oh, Santa, oh, Santa. He's like, his O's are like... Presumably, yeah. I I imagine the person's on the phone and maybe touching themselves and having... Oh, okay. And Santa's just giving nothing. <laughs> but it's funny because Santa's Fred Schneider. And I don't know who the other voice is. I don't know who that voice is. I'm, to me, it's... Santa's getting some. Yeah. And that's how he... That's just Santa That's bed. just Santa in bed just saying, oh. It could be that, too. Yeah. That's your interpretation. It's, everyone's interpretation of sexuality is different. Yeah, this is kind of scary. It was just it's just weirdness. It is weirdness. This but I, is I like that like if there's gonna be a naughty Christmas song, this goes for it more than Santa Baby, which yes. is a little annoying. Yeah. This yeah. is weirder than fruitcake, and that was hard to I do. I told you it was weirder yeah. and harder. More annoying. Yeah. Harder to do. Fruit made fruitcake kind of seem fun and light. Fruitcake is family friendly. Yes. This isn't for kids. It's a no. little too sexy. A little too skanky. But it's also not sexy at all. Yes. <laughs> it's both at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is why I like it. It's just right up my alley. So odd. So that was a true, that was my B-side because I I almost included that in the proper Christmas episode. You did the right order. Yeah. You did this the is right more, order. This is more of a B-side. That's exactly right. 
Let's go to a B-side. This is so unnecessary. Yeah. Because this is the B-side to our Prince 2 episode. Yeah. Which we, almost every episode of this podcast we do has something in it that could be in a Prince episode. Yes. Is this your favorite artist of all time? Of course. And I also love him. And everyone loves him. Of course, because he's Prince. But why did you pick for this occasion Black Sweat from 2006? Do you know Black Sweat? No. I don't think so. Black Sweat is fucking awesome. This is Prince being, again, that example of him is like, I'm going to be real funky Mm -hmm. and I don't even have to try. I, it's almost like he came up with this in 15 minutes. He's like, this is it. It's great. You fucking love it. In your estimation, is this better, equal to, or slightly worse than Breakfast Can Wait, which is what we Ooh, what a great, it is, uh. It is exactly on that par. Equal. Equal. It's equal. a double A side. It's a double A side. <laughs> but this video is better because Prince is in he's it. He's in it. And he's really funny. Yeah. He's just making faces and being funny and cool. And he's great. There's nothing to this video except Prince, some hot chick dancing around Prince and Prince just throwing attitude. Okay. But this is... Because even when he's funny, he's not that funny. He's, he's got to be cool. He's cool and funny. Yeah. This video there is, is fucking cool. Still alive. Just shaking his head. Well, it's already harder than breakfast. It's harder than breakfast, but it's that kind of effortless funk of like, yeah, yeah I'm just threw this out. I did this in 20 minutes, and I it's great. This is from uh, the album 3121. Okay. Which was the album after Two, Musicology. 2006. Yeah. The big, the big, maybe the third, second album after Musicology or so, yeah. This feels like a real 2000s beat. Yeah. I think it's more dated than Breakfast Can Wait, but I yeah. might like it better. Ugh. He's looking good. He's got a good suit on. There's one part in this uh, which became a huge gift. Oh, that's really? still used to this day that you'll see. Whenever someone gets confused about something, you'll, you might recognize it. I think I'm already recognizing sort of the aesthetic of the video that, that made a gift. Yeah. Yeah, all black and white and real just kind of yeah. cool looking. Oh, here's the hook. But yeah, to me, it's just one of those like, he's just like, here it is. All right, we're going to yeah. record. Is everyone recording? Great. Okay, I got it. This is, uh, Prince does James Brown, but in 2006. Yeah. I love this song. I play this song all the time. See, 3121, that's... And 3121, the album, is named after his address. Oh. He lives at 3121. That's Paisley Park? Yeah. And, uh, he has a song called 3121, which is great, but there's no video for it. This girl is hot. This girl is really hot. I don't know who she is. Never saw her again. See, now he's being all charming and fun. It's real. It's also short, too. That's very important. Yeah. Because he does, he does, 
That's maybe my biggest problem with Prince is he does have a lot of songs that are too long. Oh, it's particularly when he was younger. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, this song's gonna be six minutes long. I mean, even in his first album, when I when oh, I yeah. did my quick review of it a while ago, there were songs in there where it's like, not only is this song six minutes, but the last four minutes of it are a guitar song. Yeah. And you're like, God, yeah, me too. Oh, here's a good line coming up. This is my favorite line. Here it is. I like that line. It's a great line. And then like here's the gif coming up, right? Uh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when someone says something stupid, you're like, yeah, it's what? it's just him looking quizzical. He's looking quizzical in the movie, the camera panning. That's why I love this video. Is that, that became a thing. People who didn't even, like, give a shit about Prince... We like who doesn't give, give a shit about Prince? They're people. They're dumb people. People who don't deserve good things. That was pretty funky. It's yeah. a little light, but it's good. Yeah. It's I like, like the parts in the video when he's drinking coffee. Like, yeah. I don't even care. Yeah, that's why he's so good. He's like, whatever. Are, are we filming? It's whatever. Yeah, Just, I don't yeah. care. That's why Prince is cool. Uh, well, yeah, he was the coolest. Yes. But now he's dead. So <laughs> you're the coolest. <laughs> I became him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, next is a B-side from our Atlanta episode. Now, we've already covered the type of B-side, which is like, this is almost something that I put in the episode, but mm-hmm. we went with something else instead. Uh, I know that you had almost put, that you had submitted yep. Black Sweat, but we didn't have room for everything. Yep. So, in that case, it's a perfect B-side. And that was also the story for the Christmas, where I was like, I was going to put this, and then yep. I decided on the other one. This is one where I realized later this band is from Atlanta and I should have put it in and I was kicking myself that I didn't. So I have to make up. When did you realize? It's always like the day that the episode comes out, you know, when I'm listening to it, I was like, oh, you know who I should have put in? Oh, that's, I love that. But you're probably not going to like this. Good. And it's a band that I've brought to the show before a long time ago. I don't know when, probably one of our badass women episodes because this is a badass girl punk band from atlanta called the coat hangers i remember the name and it was in badass like rocker i showed them performing their song shut the fuck up live yes yeah i know what this is Uh, i know that which their drummer sings that song yep shut the fuck yeah yeah i remember that this one is called watch your back like, yeah. From uh, 2016. 2016. And, and this still, is just there's a straight up music video. And they're still doing it. The Coat Hangers? Yeah. I believe they're still around. There yeah. you go. Um, I would love to go see them if I still had any interest in going seeing live shows at all, which I really don't. Yeah. Because um, we're not old. I'm too old and it's too a post-COVID world. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I just don't, you know, I, I, I said this on the show a while ago. I finally have to admit to myself that I just don't like live concerts. I don't like being in a crowd. I don't think live music sounds as good as listening to studio these, recordings on your headphones. Like, these are all legit yes. answers. I know for like a, a, a self-described music fan, it's like sacrilegious to say that, but live music doesn't do it for me. That's, I want to listen to the records. That's legit. Yeah. Uh, but the coat hangers rule, and in a vacuum, I'd see them live. But this is their video for <laughs> the vacuum, I'd see them Watch live. Your Back. And I have a big crush on the drummer because I feel like she would ruin my life. <laughs> and then you'd be loving Oh, I totally remember them. Oh, yeah, I remember thinking they're pretty good. 
Sort of like Slater Kinney. Yeah. Because you know what? They're not too punk for me. Yeah. This is 2016. Yeah. I remember Conanger singing the great name. Awesome, awesome, awesome name. Yeah, this is good. No, I like this. It's almost more popular than Shut the Fuck Up. It definitely is. Yeah. yeah. This is pretty it's good. It's angular, but it's got a groove to yeah. it. Yeah. I can 100% see the drummer ruining your life. Yeah. It's, I can see it. I, ha- I have the whole story in my head. <laughs> She's the tough one. Like, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. The guitar player is cute and sort of scary in her own way. And then the bass player is like the quiet one. Yeah. I gotta say, you know, I don't mean to throw shade. The guitar player and the drummer both have it, you know. They've yep. got the X Factor, I feel yep. like. And the bass player, I think, is lagging a little more subdued, yeah, yeah. As most bass players, like a bass player, yeah, like a real bass player. And so they all fit their role. Yeah. This is actually really cool. The drummer, like, would it just ruin your life? She beat you up. Yeah. Like she's. But then also, like two years later, you see her again, and she'd be like, "I who are you? don't remember you." She'd be like, yeah, I don't know who you are." Yeah, and yeah. then you just fall more and like, "Oh, her. there's a chance." <laughs> this is this is not something that I'd ever put on a list, but this is pretty good. I love this. I kind of yeah. like this. And there's some concert footage in the video, but yeah. then there's footage of them playing in the studio. But there's nothing super conceptual about yeah. this, other than the concept of like. These chicks are the coolest. If I was in a bar and they yeah. were playing, I'd be like, hey, that's a pretty good this, song. Yeah, yeah. This is pretty good. Oh, this part's really good. Yeah. It's a good solo. It doesn't go on too long. It's not too flashy. I don't know if it's your influence, but I'm like, yeah, the drummer's the star. The dr- Yeah, and she does sing lead on some songs, and it's always like... She has so much charisma, but it's she a does. real scary flavor. It's of scary charisma. and it's not pushed. Yeah. Which well, is, you can just tell she's the type of person where she walks in the room. Everyone's like, like everyone notices yes. that kind of thing. And she's like, I don't care. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. She uh, knows that she's better than everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. I love the coat hangers. That was really and, good. Like, they're from Atlanta and way more than anything else from Atlanta. They're, you know, in my wheelhouse. So yeah. I like, I have to so shame on you for not doing it on the, the first show. time. Yeah. So for this next clip... Speaking of charisma, oh, what a segue. Kirk, you're such a girl. (laughs) I put this on (laughs) in the best reason possible. You're not just a girl, you're a sensitive 17-year-old Fuck yeah, I am. Uh, This is the B-side for our music videos from 2001 to 2005. Yep. And I guess this is worth watching because it is an iconic song from that era. Yep. But like, you're going to make me listen to this song I'm going to make you listen to Your Body is a Wonderland. By John fucking John Mayer. Mayer. That's the John Mayer. The song. John Mayer. Because why not? Because it's terrible. It's. But as I say, w- this is supposed to be a roundup of music from that era. And yeah. This was a huge. For better or worse, huge. This yes. is. It is terrible. Yeah. But it's my kind of terrible. It's bad musically and also. 
Uh, but for Bubbly Toes by Jack Johnson, I feel like this is just the ickiest sentiment. It's very icky. In a song. It's icky. Like, just it's the title. Icky. The title makes me gag. Everything about this is icky, and yet I don't <laughs> hate it. Yeah. I... It's not... Listen, he had the comeback when he did that 80s cry, a sob rock one, so we still like him for that. Look, we've talked about John Mayer before. He is a great guitar yeah. player. I've seen him interviewed about a lot of things. To Like, he knows his audience. He's yeah. like a music guy. He, yeah. He's a player. Yeah. Uh, well, that you can take that in two ways. Yeah. I mean, he's a musician. Yes. A musician. But he made crap like this. <laughs> he, Which, not only is the title icky, but like, I just picture... Him, a dude in his 20s, saying that as a pickup line to an underage girl. (laughs) Because that's the only type of person who it will work on. So this whole song just feels like like a pedophile grooming. This to me is like, this is like some, I always picture, was this 2006, 5? I wrote it down. It is from 2002. 2002, oh my God. 2002. To me, this is like. Some fucking Joe Bag of Donuts learned this on guitar in college. Yeah. And he got a girl in his room who's like, I'm going to play this song. Finally, I have something to play other than Wonderwall. Yeah. And so he played this and thinking like, this is where I get the girl. Yeah. This is what this song is. But it's gross. But it's gross. And she's like, I'd rather have had one. And the song to me sounds like that. Yes. Uh, But, you know, let's watch And this video is dumb. I also don't know if I've ever seen the video. Oh, get ready to be just like gobsmacked by stupidity but when this came out 21 years ago i was living in the dorms and this was like a, oh. this was a dorm girl i song. feel like you if you walk down the hall someone was blasting. yes yeah he's so young here it was 21 years ago man. wow yeah everything you're saying about it is correct and i'm still like i kind of like it it's pretty good the best I can say is I'd still rather beat up Jason Mraz. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. At least John Mayer didn't wear a stupid yeah. hat. Yeah. <laughs> this. Because this is it. Like, sit down. I'm going to play you a song. Yeah. And this is what it is. Like, and she's just like, I love it. Mm. it John. He has an ego. I would like his voice in a different context or style. I think his voice blows. Really? Yeah, it's real, like, light. To me, it's good for that sort of sob rocky kind of I stuff. I guess that's true. It fits. Yeah. Maybe then... Oh, this is interesting. He's too good of a guitarist, but his voice is not as good as his guitar Cause playing. It's because it's so, like, whispery. It's so whispery, but yeah. his guitar is so hey. solid. Hey, girl. Hey. It's, ugh. Blankets. Yeah. You know when he wrote this, he's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what's worse is it worked. Like, yeah. Girls love this song. crazy for the song and for him. Your body is Your a body wonderland. Your body is a wonderland. It's so gross. Hey, such a dumb... This is so 2002. It's real bad. Oh, my God. I still... I'm still here for it. <laughs> I'm still like, that's okay. This part. Like, we're in bed, and I'm just yeah. singing to you, and you're holding my head. And that girl's 16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. John. John, stop it. John. You're being a sex pest. John, stop. John. John, can we cut? Yeah. But, like, this was so big. And also, like, 
I mean, I'm I'm a straight man, so I can't judge this. And I know that women think he's really hot, but to me, he just has no like he's not sexy. He seems pretty milk toast. He seems yeah. goofy to me. Yeah, he seems like like goofy, like you said, like a music nerd, yeah. like a goofy music. I never saw him as like a rock and roll heartthrob. But he was like, yeah. he's a sex symbol, yeah. and uh, you know, imagine him. I just get no sauce from him. <laughs> at all. Like, yeah, it's just there's no spice. Yeah, there's no spice. It's all just light. But I would hang out with him. He's probably fun. He's hang. probably co- good to talk music yeah. with. You yeah, because he knows everything. Yeah. It's like Mark McGrath on Celebrity on, oh, uh, on uh, Celebrity Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Yeah. It's like Sugar Ray's pretty whack, but this guy knows his music. He knows all the yeah. music, but his band sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just imagine like when he played this in concert. Yeah. Did all the girls just like scream? Yeah, throwing panties. And yeah, that. and you're yeah. just like, wow. Just like you know, swooning and fainting. Yeah. And, yeah. Just loving this and being like. Pretending like he's singing to me. Yeah. And I'll bet now all those girls are middle-aged and they'd still go see him. Oh, 100%. I think also, and again, I'm professing... I preface this with, I still kind of like this song. Even just musically, it's so lame to me. There's... There's this false, like, earnestness where you're like, we know who you are, dude. You're not this earnest. You're using this song yeah. to, to to lay some pipe. There, I mean, there was, at this time, he was one of a few of, like, I think of them as dorm room rockers, yes. where it was him. Yes. Uh, Jack Johnson was another yeah. one. But Jack Johnson was more of, like, I'm like a beach bum kind well, of thing. Well, he did have the Curious George like song, which was good. <laughs> That's right. Love that song. I, I also liked him better, except he had a song called Bubble Toes or Bubbly Toes, which... I hate feet, so <laughs> so a song whose title is a is bubble toes. So for that, you cancel them. That makes me gag even more than a song wow. called "Your Body Is a Wonderland." Both of them, I would I will listen to all day before I listen to five minutes of Jason Mraz, who I have like a visceral revulsion for. But this was that era of oh like, yeah, these sort of like non-threatening. Yeah. Like cool guy, yeah. sort of stonery. Yep, kind of funny, folky, like yep. coffee shop. Yeah, acoustic guitar dudes. Yeah, uh, you know that like teenage girls really like. Yeah, it's because the acoustic guitar is accessible and it's approachable. Yeah, yeah. but that was that was a thing at the time yeah. in the early two thousands. Yeah, that was pretty awful. All, all all the more reason to play it. But just like boy bands, it's like, okay, but it's if it's for that audience, I'm fine that it exists. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not like, this is trash, it shouldn't exist. It's like, no, teenage girls need uh, heartthrobs, yeah. and they need their own music, yeah. and they need their crushes. Yeah. Um, but musically, I'm like, Ugh, I can't find anything there. <laughs> so wispy, like. But it's so iconic. It's yeah. so 2002. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, well, it's it it wasn't all um, dudes for teen girls too, because there was also at the time Nora Jones, yeah. which is, sort of fits into the same yeah. thing. Yeah, I almost more... put Nora Jones. I almost yeah. put Nora Jones, <laughs> but I was like, we'll fall asleep. 
Oh man, I remember being at the supermarket once in that north, that one big. Don't know why I didn't come. That was, and I was just like, I feel like I'm dying in a weird (laughs) way. Because you know how they say when you die, you just sort of like, it just it you know it becomes harder to breathe and it's not painful, but you just like feel tired and then you just drift off and then you're dead. That's what listening to Nora Jones is like. <laughs> Especially when you're in a supermarket. Yeah. It's all just sort of like yep. fluorescent lights and it's clinical. And this I just, is happening. I was like, am I fading away right now? Am I actually dying in bed and this is my, like, my brain is just <laughs> giving is me this weird just fantasy. Just of hitting the synapses. And I, I'm imagining myself in a supermarket with Nora Jones <laughs> on the PA. I mean, that's not far off. <laughs> Yeah. For what death is like. That's really what I was just like. I'm gonna. I'm standing, <laughs> walking with the with the carriage. Yeah. And I feel like I'm gonna just just drift off and fall asleep. That's Nora Jones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People start to just crumple to the floor. <laughs> yeah. One by one, the supermarket. Yep. It's like I, get Nora Jones off the. Turn it off. I <laughs> almost put it on. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, I think this was the better choice though. Yeah. Because it's f- more fun to make fun of. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, next is the B-Sides, the B-Side for our Soul episode. Soul. Soul music. Yeah. I can't believe it took us till season We solved soul. That. Yeah. Uh, I just chose a, a song I really like by a dude I really like. This is Fred Wesley. Love Fred Wesley. Of the JBs. Yeah. Which were James Brown, James Brown's backup band. Yeah. They put out some solo, not solo stuff. but A lot. Some yeah. Stuff without James. Yeah, and uh, it was good. And this is a 1974 song called Breaking Bread. Breaking Bread. I might if I hear it. Breaking Bread with my mama, Breaking Bread with my papa, Breaking Bread. That song? Maybe I don't. It's that song, but this is a more recent live in-studio performance. Oh. Uh, with an older Fred Wesley who still got it. What year is this? Uh, this is from... Uh, I didn't write down what year the video was from. I'll look when I play it. Mm-hmm. The song's from 74. Oh, okay. But this is from the last, within the last 10 years. Okay. Four years ago. Okay. Because it's a James Brown band, yeah. the JBs, I'm like, wait, do I know this because of that? Just iconic. It's just got that 1970 soul yeah. funk kind of thing. Well, look at you picking a six-minuter. Well, yeah, they do jam out on this a little <laughs> yeah, bit. I think yeah. the, the original studio version isn't that long. Oh, okay. If it's a live performance, I'm more You're willing okay to give it. some... Uh, yeah some cushion to that it doesn't drag on for like 10 minutes and this is just a song about going home to visit your family and having dinner with them that's what it's about that's all sometimes that's all you need yeah you could just play this bit on a loop and I would that's all I need that's all I need No, I don't know this. This is good, though. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. They do a lot of conversational ad-libs, which are fun. As well, they should. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't know this. Fried bread is really good. Yeah. I love whole cake it. bread. I don't know what whole cake bread is, I don't know but that's it's... what he's singing about. Yeah. Fried bread is good. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this song is a jam. <laughs> but the, it's a lot of a lot of people in the audience know this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little storytelling going on. Yeah, the whole song is a. Is With each how- verse, some other family member comes home, and then he adds that to the chorus. Which- yeah. Are these riffs improvised here, or were these riffs kind of in the in the original? I mean, the talking part about, like, I went home about yeah. a month ago, that's all part of the original, but yeah. the guy going in, she was drunk! Yeah. Why you gotta say it. she was drunk? That's not in the okay. studio version. I like it. It's the prime example of, like, that concept of like we're just gonna stay in the pocket oh yeah yeah this we're, whole thing is just right in the pocket yeah we're not gonna deviate because that's what we don't do we don't do it on Funkin' Soul yeah you don't show off yeah this is so casual too yeah Give me a big round of applause. Yeah. Love that. It's obviously very southern. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I like patter. Dude, if I'm go- yeah, if I'm going to lo- watch live music, I like a little bit of... Interesting. Patter between the musicians, patter with the audience. Okay. Patter between songs. I'm shocked because I didn't think you'd be a patter guy. Yeah, I am. I mean, like, if I'm going to see a live show, mm-hmm. at least give me something extra from All right. that, that, you know, like live versions of songs are just worse versions than the album. That's so you got to give me something to, you know what I mean? You give me some extra so I don't hear this crap. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting take. Um, and it's fun. It's just fun. I, I thought that maybe you'd be like, hey, uh, stop that. Just get to the music. Place. Well, there's a limit. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it also depends on the type of patterns. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because some people can't, some people think they can do pattern. Right. These guys can. Yeah. They're having fun. Yeah. They're being jokey. Yeah. They're not like just drunk and rambling. Yeah. And it's just like a feel-good song about yeah. family. I don't know. I just and I like this one. I think too. It's like because they're so in the pocket, they can fuck around like yes. and do patterns. Yeah. It's kind of designed for that. Yeah. There's no like gro- it's just a groove that they yeah. got to really worry about. Yeah. I love the drummer too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the band's great. The whole band is great. And they've got a lot of people in the studio watching, yes. which is. I don't like I don't like sing-alongs. Don't. No, I agree with you. But that's okay. I hate that thing when lead singers just like hold the mic out to the yeah. audience and let them sing. Yeah. It's like no, a I'm not getting paid. Yeah. 
Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like the self-checkout line. It's like, you do it. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't work here. Yeah, I don't fucking do I it. I came to see you sing. Yeah. Sing the song. Sing the song. This is, <laughs> you're up there. I'm down here. Yeah. You do it. I hate audience participation hate on for anything. Oh, on it, it makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. Don't, I'm not, I'm not here to entertain. That's why I like patter as long as it's a monologue. <laughs> yes. Um, exactly. Not towards me. Yeah. And not like that. Oh, I, uh, you know, I, I've said it many times. I saw Kiss live once. Yeah. And Paul Stanley, I just started to notice. I'm like, he kept, you know, between songs, he'd address the audience. Oh, this is the oh, they're cool. Pass the Yeah, they they worked in Pass nice. the Nice. Well done. That's the song people probably know. Yeah, by that's the one they know. Yeah. Pass the peas like they used to say. Uh, that's a good way to put that in there. Not all JB songs are about food, but, but the best ones are. The about ones food. that people really like yeah. are about food. Which is why Pass the Peas works so great as a as an interpolated coda. Absolutely. I was going to say yeah, he would Paul Stanley between songs just kept going like he would start off his pattern by just going people like addressing us. Are you ready to run? But just like that cadence and that yeah tone and that level every time like the song would end and it's like oh it's time for Paul to talk to us again <laughs> people but are you having a good time I hate that people and I was like stop calling us people yeah and also like you're like making us feel obligated to scream yeah that's that's that was my big takeaway from Kiss because when I went to see them I already didn't like Kiss mm. but the whole thing is like they put on a show. They put on this makeup and these ridiculous costumes. Mm. There's fire breathing. There's fake blood. I'm like, okay, maybe if I go see them live, yeah. I'll appreciate the theater of it. And I did for the first two numbers. <laughs> yeah. And then it's kind of like, well, I've seen the fire. Yeah. And I've seen the blood. Yeah. And I've heard the crappy music. And when are we going to get out of yeah. here? When like, how much, how much longer does this go on? Yeah. Um, and the answer was for a while still <laughs> much longer than I yeah. anticipated yeah they don't just do three or four songs no they do the uh, whole coda yeah so after a while Paul Stanley going people I was just like shut up dude oh, just, just get to the next song so we can leave wrap it up so I can go <laughs> so that kind of pattern yeah that's not a good pattern no this is a good pattern yeah <laughs> yeah and that was very soulful definitely for our Fitted. soul episode and if anyone knows soul it's me and you, <laughs> it's two middle aged white guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's uh, go to the great, or, you know, great in size. It is literally physically great. Yeah, that's the only reason to describe State it. State of Texas. Yes. For a B side yes. from one of the artists we already talked about, but Pickens are slim and we love this lady. <laughs> we love Lisa Lowe. Hell yeah. But also, we were like, this is a good example of like, well, you know, she did stay, which is the big song, and it was like, what else did she do? She did some children's music, and she did. That was way later, music. though. Yeah, this was her second. This was biggest her second hit, biggest hit. Yeah, and this is this is a great song. I fucking love this. Song. This is the kind of song. This is like, like "Kiss Me" by Sixpence and the Richer. Yeah. Was like, I don't just like this. I really like. Yeah, this. it's really good. I'm even gonna say, and you can call this a hot take if you want to. I don't have as much sentimental love for this song as I do for Stay, 
but I think I like this song better. That's a wrong take, but maybe <laughs> it's the better pop song. It's way more upbeat. It's way, it is upbeat. It's way catchier. It's way catchier. It's not like a coffee shop song the way that yes. Stay is. This is a pop song. Stay hitches in the feels. Yeah. I do is just a great pop song. And like a bigger, also you're like, oh, you have money now for this video because it's a big splashy video. Yeah, this is from the Firecracker album yeah. in 97, I believe. Yeah. So a few years after Stay. Um, I mean, obviously, she looks super cute still. Yeah, great video, great little sixties vibe, and just a real poppy, like lighter than air, mid to late nineties song. Oh, yeah. That I think people are going to hear and, and go, "Oh, I remember that yes, song." Because you go Lisa Loops Stay, and then you right. don't think of anything else, and you're like, oh, "I do, I remember, I do." Because this yeah. song was a minor hit; it got some radio play. Yeah. I remember seeing the video, but it's not one of those. It wasn't sticky. No. It's not a song that I think people remember. That You don't hear it now. It was a big hit for the time yeah. that hasn't stood the test of time. I would even say, I don't know if it was a big hit. It was probably a medium hit. Well, let's play it look it up. <laughs> well, I'll play it while you look up like how well it performed on the charts. Uh, but it's also like, your mom would have this album. Yep. Yep. Maybe not you. Well, I was a teenager at the time. Um, so mine's song peaked at number seventeen, Paul. Yeah, that's pretty. Well, that's pretty high. Top twenty. That's the top twenty. Second highest charting uh, after her number one stay it, on the Hot One Hundred or like the Hot One Hundred. Okay, not just like adult contemporary. Nope. Hot One Hundred number seventeen in Canada uh, was a number one hit. Ooh, yeah, that makes sense. Feels yeah. like this would be a hit. In this Canada. was a big hit. You said the verses are a little boring. It's it's the chorus that the chorus is so everything. I like that they recreate the album cover. Yeah, it's cute. With the live footage. Gosh, she's awesome. Yeah. I'm here for this so much. Even this song, I'm like, she's singing to me. (laughs) She's, she's, no, no, she's singing to me. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I just feel it. Neither do I, because she definitely doesn't. No, you exist. Are you saying she does not know Kirk Pinchot? <laughs> That's you know, weird. That's because weird. Of, because of the stories you have sometimes, I wouldn't be surprised if like, oh yeah, I met her once. She like did music for a play that I wrote. Yeah, yeah like, she's really nice. Yeah. And, and I didn't really talk to her a little bit, but no, yeah. I've never met Lisa Loeb. Only saw her do children's music at A friend of mine place. dated Lisa Loeb. And we I had wish. That'd have been great. But yeah, like as opposed to the Stay video where it's in you know, Ethan Hawke's apartment, that big studio and there's dancers in the back the 60 dancers yeah they're doing like this is her on uh, one of those 60s yeah like hullabaloo hullabaloo that's what I was trying to think of yeah but they didn't bother making her look 60 no they're just like she looks very 1997 yeah and they're like we're gonna stay that way yeah ooh I get it stay yeah see I'm wondering if this is because I don't know I don't celebrate the whole ooh yeah is this her like hardest song like hard hitting. Oh, as opposed to just like the real like After wist- everything wistful else. soft yeah. stuff. I'll bet a lot of the stuff on Firecracker was like this, but I don't know because I never bought it. Sam, I just album. know the couple of hits. But that's why I think it's it's better. It's more of a pop song than a coffee yeah. shop folk song. Agree. And I also think it's better than a lot of bigger hits in this style at the time. Like oh, your yeah. Natalie Imbruglia. Better than Torn. It's way better than Torn. Yeah. Or any of the... Um, I wouldn't 
quite put this in the Lilith Fair no, it's category, but, but I like it better than that stuff because of its popularity. Is this better than, um, uh, 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 Sophie B. Hawkins? Uh, Ooh, like, damn, damn, I wish I was yeah. your lover. I don't know if it's in the same category. It's hard to compare them as their apples yeah. and oranges. Is it better than I'm a Bitch? I hate that song, so yes. Okay, good. Is I it, do want to compare it to Sixpence and on the Ritual, where like it's very this, similar. This could be on the soundtrack to a teen comedy in yep. the nineties. Yep, with it's a young Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, and James Vanderbeek. I think this is better than the Sixpence and on the Ritual song. I would take this over that in a minute. I, you know what? Mm, I think I do. I think I would too. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Lisa. It's a little bit more of a rock girl. That's a, that's not the word you'd really apply to that song, but... <laughs> for, for Compared to Stay, it's definitely yeah, a rock For Lisa Loeb from Texas, yes. That's right. Yeah. So, now we've truly done Texas. We don't need to go do it ever again. Now, let's truly do grunge, which is... Oh, yes. Maybe, you sent me your selections for this episode. You're like, I got nothing for grunge. <laughs> yeah. And I said to myself, don't worry, <laughs> Don't sweat it. I have I've things. got you. So... To review a little bit, yes. Uh, in our grunge episode, I talked and talked and talked about <laughs> uh, what I consider real grunge versus fake. Grunge, yes, basically, real grunge is that is is that uh, mud honey style as the offshoot from Green River, mm-hmm. and fake grunge is the Pearl Jam style yeah. offshoot from Green River. Obviously, for the B-side, I'm going to talk about some real grunge. Yeah, of course. Why would you? This is a band that was on Sub Pop in the 80s and early 90s. Mm-hmm. Sub Pop, of course. I, we, I didn't talk enough about Sub Pop in our grunge episode. Yeah, but how that, important it was. That was the grunge label. Mm-hmm. It was the indie label in Seattle that all the grunge bands were on. And this is uh, one of the like OG Sub Pop bands from yeah. the 80s called Tad. Don't know it. Tad, which is also the name of the leader of the band whose initials were T-A-D. And I don't remember his full name. Oh, he, just, okay. he just went by Tad. He just went by Tad. Yeah. Uh, and this is a song called Wood Goblins. Oh my God. You're going to hate the shit out of this, man. I'm sorry. What year is this? 1980. Let me check. Oh no, this is 90. This is from their debut album, oh, okay. 90. After they'd had a bunch of singles. You know how it goes. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, this is still on Sub Pop. They did not sell out like Nirvana and go to a major <laughs> label. Dare they. I love this because like, you know, real grunge to me has that Pacific Northwest to it. It's mm-hmm. dark and it's rainy and we're in the woods. Yep. And that's and that's what this video looks like. Like it's just these dudes wearing flannel, literally lumberjacking in the woods, drinking beer, <laughs> cutting down trees. Yeah. To this screamy song called Wood Goblins. <laughs> Wood Goblins. And I mean, to me, this is really the quintessence of what actual grunge is. Okay, I can't believe there's a video for this. Yeah, this is, hey, this was, well, it's 1990. Oh, so guess, yeah, there would be. a little be. bit before grunge was popping off, yeah. but they did make a video. Right uh, away. Right away. <laughs> dudes with the, the flannel, the knit hats. Drinking he's got beer. A chainsaw. And, yeah. This dude's double fisting two six packs of beer wow. in the middle of the woods. Like, this is very this is Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. This is what Seattle... It's not coffee shops. It's yeah. not Starbucks. It's these dudes... In the wilderness. In the wilderness. Yeah. Singing about wood goblins. That's Tad. Oh, yeah. This is terrible. No, it's awesome. <laughs> there were rules. 
<laughs> wow. This is grunge. Yeah, I'm not sure I like grunge. <laughs> oh, beer. Yeah, chainsawing a can of beer. That says beer. Yeah. And they look like they smell so yeah. bad. Yeah, oh, this is... Yeah. What? Okay, yeah. Not, yeah, I like this, but yeah, I can see this being grunge. Yeah. Biting into the can of beer. Now, are these guys still around? No, they're still alive. I don't think Cat like, Abandoned okay. still exists. Yeah. Oh, it's a lot of noise. That's, hey, that's what grunge is supposed to be. <laughs> but that mosh pit is super 90s right there. Yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a big crowd. That's a big-ass crowd. I'm curious about how big they were in Seattle. Like, if they were, like, Seattle heroes. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, when grunge was still sort of just a local scene, they were one of the leaders yeah. of, the, of the scene. They just never quite... They didn't make it into the mainstream. Yeah, they like, Tad is not as attractive a man no. as uh, Kurt Cobain is. This, this band is not camera ready. No, they're not. But that also, to me, is like, yeah, they're more authentic. Yeah, no, I can see that. <laughs> that makes Which sense. is not fair, but... But true. Yeah. And this this extremely rules. <laughs> this extremely rules. Would you, would you admit that it's better than Pearl Jam? Or it's just... Boy. Two halves of a shitty hole for you. <laughs> the thing that you just said. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's not that. as good as Stone Temple Violets. <laughs> I gotta tell you. With their, uh, with their, uh, hootie ready. Yeah. Non grunge. Non grunge sound. Singles. Yeah. yeah. I would take, I would take them over it. What if Hootie covered this? What if Hootie and the Blowfish covered Wood Goblins? Then Hootie, if Hootie was like, okay, we're going to do Stone Temple Pilots, now we're going to do Tad. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, well, they're, they're the greatest band. I'd be like, uh, it, like, eternal respect now yeah. for Hootie and the You'd Blowfish. You'd be like, wow. Yeah. And oh, they, they like Tad? Hell yeah. yeah. Darius Rucker likes Tad? And also, like, they're like, yeah, we're playing Tad, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. We don't yeah. care. Then I'd be like, well, then Hootie's the greatest band and the, and the ballsiest <laughs> band in the history of music. Yeah, yeah. But real grunge, I think, has has way more to do with metal. Here's why this uh, is grunge. Yeah, they used a giant bonfire to grill a fish on a stick. Yeah, these are Seattle dudes. That's this is Seattle. hardcore yeah. Seattle culture. Yeah. That's what this is. That should be like the flag of the <laughs> of the city of Seattle. Is, well, should is be a big Tad, Welcome to Seattle. Tad hoisting that chainsaw above his head like Leatherface. Yeah. But wearing flannel and a knit toque. Yeah. And just, yeah, that's the king of Seattle. Right <laughs> Love that dude. That's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> but that's really, that's grungier than anything that we watched in oh, the original episode. Yeah. That's, what? that's like grungier than Green River. Yeah, pure. Mm-hmm. And this is also like... This was the single on their debut LP. That's you should hear some of the earlier singles. This is their sellout song. This, this is, is yeah. This is their accessible. Song. This is the accessible text. Wow, so, that's hysterical. <laughs> I just love that freeze frame. Yeah, I just like print that out and frame it. <laughs> just just be your screensaver. <laughs> okay, let's talk about dance. Dancing. This video, I swear we watched this in some early episode, but I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. So maybe we didn't. But this is just such like a viral, perennial, perennially popular clip. Yeah. This is uh, this is Alfonso Ribeiro 
Yeah. As a little boy shilling for a, uh, what do you call it? A hip hop dance. It's it's like that. Remember when we did the uh, Alyssa Milano? Yes. The workout video. Yes. Yes. It's like this, except learn how to break. Break dancing is huge. You should learn how to do it in the comfort of your own home. This is 1985. It's Telmax breaking and popping. Yes. Uh, it comes with an album yep. and an instructional book. Yep. There's no video like Alyssa Milano. No. But it's it's one of those call one eight hundred and tell yeah. your parents to order this with their credit cards. Yeah, exactly. Or just steal their credit cards from their wallet. Do it anyway. Do you need to learn to break. Dance. Did you ever buy anything from TV? Mm, no, no, you never. You would have already been a teenager at this point. You were yeah. way beyond what they were. This yeah. they were selling. This is selling break dancing to children. Yes, you were already a. Teen yeah, dancer, like 14, you, didn't, you didn't need no, this. No, I was already, already doing it. I already, already had yeah. cardboard on the floor in my basement. Yeah. I already was taking breakdancing lessons. Right. So, yeah. But the amazing thing about this clip isn't the product. Yeah. It's the pitch man. Yeah. Or the pitch boy. Pitch guy, yeah. Alfonso is probably 10, 11, or 12 here. Yeah, he's like 11 or 12. He's been on Silver Spoon, so he is a recognizable person. Yeah, he's already done the um, Pepsi generation. That's right. Yeah. He can he can already dance, and we all know he still can dance. He was already in the tap dancer. dance kit on Broadway. And as opposed to John Mayer in his 20s, this little boy has more sauce than anyone oh, yeah. we've ever seen. Yeah. He has so much confidence in this little infomercial. Yeah. That is crazy. Well, the thing, too, is like... Everyone's like, oh, Alfonso Rivero doing the char- the Carlton. Right. But like, no, he fucking can dance. But that's the thing is, like a lot of people my age, where I wasn't tuned into pop culture in the 80s. Yeah. I know Alfonso first and foremost as Carlton from yeah. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, where his whole character is, he's a dweeb. Yes. He's a, he's the smart kid, but he's a rich dweeb. Yes. Uh, and when he dances, he dances like a goober. Yes. And so I think... Like me, when a lot of people saw this, when it became a viral video, sort yeah. of in the 2000s, it was like, oh, little baby. Oh, Alfonso Rivero is like that. Like, oh, he's yeah. like a little badass. No, he is. Yeah, yeah. that's what's so funny. Which just makes it? his performances, Carlton, exactly. all, the, all the funnier and more yeah, impressive. Exactly. But anyway, people have probably seen this, but like, I watch this all the time. Oh, yeah, it's just it's one great. of those things I go back to because yeah. it's so funny and yeah, cool. It's so weird. Yeah. Alfonso Rivero. Hi. You know, I wasn't born again. You know what? Yeah, you were. <laughs> you kind of were. were. Cuz you already had the talent. And he's got the red jacket looking like yeah. Michael Jackson. But just the swag of him like kind of sauntering over to the camera. Not like. just that, but he's he starts with his back to the camera yeah. and he poses yeah. and then he turns around and he might as well have said like, "Oh, hello. I didn't see you there." Like I was too busy dancing. Yeah, I was too busy being the coolest kid yeah. in the world. And you can be as cool as me if you spend all if, this if money. You spend this money on learning how to break dance. I can do it with a lot of help. With my help, you can learn it too. Moves like the moonwalk. Sure, that's yeah, a decent moonwalk. Or the king tut. That's a good king tut. I love that it's a book. Yeah, that's the best. A hundred pages. These are actually pretty good tutorial. Like the way they've shot the pictures in the book. You're like, oh, it's a really good instructional book. I'm going to say it looks like a decent product. Mm-hmm. Probably overpriced. A hundred percent. Which we'll get to. But, you know, and even in the commercial, they're like, it's safe. It's not, I mean, I don't know. Uh, how dangerous is breakdancing? 
I guess because you won't injure yourself yeah. like doing something crazy. I don't know if you can learn to dance from reading a book, mm-hmm. but. Okay, so they're doing the worm. That's called they, the worm. It's called the worm. I don't know why they call it the centipede. Right. It's not like the worm is copyrighted. Yeah. Right? Or I is it? Someone must have been nervous. Or was were they just guessing that Reby Jackson was going to be the hot new thing? <laughs> and they're like, they're like, listen, we just heard the first release of yeah. Centipede. We just, <laughs> we want to capitalize on that. Because yeah. she's going to be the next Jackson. Yeah. My step-by-step guide starts from the basics. Why is he giving so much attitude? He's so extra. Yeah, like, he's so just like, I'm selling. Right here, my easy to follow book. Someone told him to say that. That little kid is good too. Not the things you shouldn't do. What are the things you shouldn't do? Have unprotected sex? Yeah. On a on a card on a square of cardboard? Shoot heroin? I don't know. I love that it comes with cardboard because it's hard to find cardboard. Right, that's why this is overpriced. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, you're buying this chunk of like the whole thing about it is you just grab a box from the trash. Yeah, you find a street. refrigerator box. Yeah, you break you it down. Break it down. Then, tape it to the floor. And that's why go. it's called break dancing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not, but <laughs> no, I, well, I, I, I had it's to disclaimer. Breaks. It's drum breaks. Yeah. Safe dance. They keep plugging that. It's safe. Okay, there is such a thing as a rap sheet. It's not a sheet of rap lyrics. It's a uh, things that... Uh, yeah, it's your crimes. It's your crime crimes that you've yeah. done. Um, Maybe they shouldn't have said it that way. But also, I don't quite... I want to know what this is. What is the rap sheet? Am I learning to dance or am I learning to rap? These are two different arms of Yeah, they should have... I don't know why they said it as a rap sheet. Because <laughs> it makes it sound like, oh, he does rapping in this, so I get rap stuff too. Right, but that's not like a thing. No. It's like maybe you have your rhyme book if that's where you're writing. Yeah, you don't have a rap sheet. Yeah. Plus, this instruction poster to hang on the wall. I love. I would love that instruction poster. I would love to. I would love to get my hands on that poster now. And oh, frame it yes. as like a piece of art. Hundred percent. Yeah. The Alfonso Ribeiro Telmac. That dance would look so poster. cool. Yeah. Book, fold up breaking board, rap sheet, and instruction poster. Get the right kind of yeah, he's a lot of attitude. That those, what do you call those spins? The hell, the the windmills, the windmills, not yeah. helicopters, windmills. Those were good windmills. Yeah, for no, a he, kid. it's definitely good. And you get this album with these rap, these whack re-recordings. Yeah, because you can't get the originals. <laughs> You're but not. This alive. is the rap attack album. Yeah, Twenty two, which breaking probably the has two songs on each side. Yeah. Radical. Yeah. In this cheesy version of. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, how much? Okay. Nineteen ninety nine for a flimsy booklet, a decent sized cardboard breakdancing thing. Uh, the poster, the albums. I feel like that's a good deal in twenty twenty dollars. Yeah, this is 1985. I went. I, like, I no, I looked it up. Okay, good. I went to uh, you know a website that has like an inf- an inflation calculator. Yeah. You can put in uh, a dollar amount. If something cost this much in 1985, mm-hmm. it would cost this much in 2023. Sixty dollars. No, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like thirty five or forty. No, so this would 20, be sixty dollars. Right twenty dollars in 1985 has the buying power of sixty dollars now. Wow. Now inflation has gone crazy. Yes, but and people aren't making as much. Uh, you know, the wages haven't increased along with inflation. But yeah, 
in 2023, $19.99 and $85 is, is, is a close to $60. I, I, there's no way. And if I was a parent, I'd be like, no. No, I'm not spending that money on... I'll go get you cardboard. Yeah. It seems reasonable to my 2023 mind. Yes, To exactly. pay 20 bucks for that You're stuff. You're like, yeah, it's a good deal. Yeah. But this was no. almost 40 years ago. and it's, For cardboard. For, yeah, a piece of cardboard. A crappy album where it's like, just get... Just get the LPs of yes, real, yeah. real music. And then just random. Go get the Tom Tom Club album. Yeah, like, go, go get, get it. it. Go get a bunch of it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And then, uh, but that said, I would pay in excess of $60. I'd pay Just it. for the poster now. Right now I'd pay $100 for that poster. Right, because now it's a vintage thing. Oh, that's now to it's find. cool. Yeah. But, oh. but just to, like if in 1985 you're going to your parents and you're like, please, can you buy it for me? It's safe. It's safe. See, he said it's he safe. Said it's, it's not the things I shouldn't try. <laughs> um, it's the good breakdancing right. for suburb kids. Right. <laughs> Alfonso said it's safe. Alfonso's right. Only $19. Wow. Due to incredible demand, COD orders are impossible. For credit card Plus $3 shipping. $3 shipping. So it's that's not nice. That's a decent percentage of the total. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would love to find this again. Yeah, I remember with this, this blue screen with yellow text of the 800 number to call. And yeah. Used to it's very... Stuff. Yeah. That's how they sold it back then. That was the thing. Yeah, it never... Uh, by the time I was old enough... To have a credit card and yeah. buy things that way, they weren't doing that. No, the yeah. internet was already a thing. It was already internet. Yeah, the people used to say, "I am old enough to remember when people used to send away for things." Remember, you'd send away for it. Oh yeah, send away for. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. You'd send a check in the mail, and then three months later, maybe you'd get the thing if you were lucky. Yeah, three months. <laughs> it's like you forget about it, and then six months later, you're like, "Oh yeah, I did that." Yeah, but boy, is it exciting when it finally gets there. Yeah, I really happy. Now it's just like, yeah, I got the Amazon thing I asked for yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And then you feel nothing. Just somehow emptier inside. <laughs> you feel, why did I get this? <laughs> dumb. I shouldn't have even ordered it. It was just an impulse. I was drunk. I hate myself. <laughs> but I'm going to order something else now. Okay. Let's watch the B-side for our Guitar 2 episode. Oh, yeah. I love this guy. Do you know this guy? Stanley I, Jordan, I yeah. figured, I kind of hoped you didn't oh. because I knew that you'd like it. I almost, I saw Stanley Jordan in concert. Shut up. Yeah. That's cool. Stanley Jordan is a guitar virtuoso. Yeah. But the special thing about Stanley Jordan is the unique way he plays guitar. Yeah. Which is that he doesn't strum it. He just does tapping. Yes. Which sounds, it is, it is exactly what it sounds like. Just tapping the strings on the fretboard. Rather than strumming the strings yep. like a normal person, Jaco Pastorius did this that a lot on the bass. He did a lot of tapping and mm. and harmonics and stuff. Uh, but this cat really does it um, like a virtuoso. Yeah. It's, it's fun to watch, and he does a lot of different kinds of jazz. But this is a real smooth jazz, yeah. fusiony yes. sort of sort of pop rock jazz kind he of. He had that phase and then didn't stay there. He yeah. kind of just kind of did his own thing. Got a little more like esoteric right but i saw him at concert in cleveland at the uh the front row theater some of the friend of mine and i can't remember who else was there but he it was the oh, he opened for someone i can't remember uh, who okay. he opened for though i totally forget it but yeah. like i do remember him yeah. it doesn't surprise me that you know yeah that you know him um but this is him performing on letterman in 1988 wow doing a cut from his album at the time i wonder if i know this because that's, I think, when I read when I saw him, 87, 88. Around then, yeah. yeah. Top 10 on Billboard's Contemporary Jazz Chart. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to this program, Stanley Jordan. Oh, Stanley. Well, I haven't thought about him in a minute. 
He was in his 20s here. He's still around. I, that's very cool. I just, I rem, I'm flashing back to him actually, not doing the song, but yeah. just watching him do this. And then I bet you I'll recognize his expressions, because I remember his expressions. Ah. Oh, fuck yeah. This is a funky little... Yeah. Wow. Great bass player. Yeah, bass player is awesome. This is so good. I love this song. Oh, the bass player looks like he should be an ABC. Or yeah, something. exactly. He's a British dude. <laughs> yeah, I totally remember this style of what he did. Yeah, that, that tapping on the yeah. back is real unique. And of course, Paul Schaefer. Paul's like, listen, I'm going to be in it. I'm going to be in this song. Well, that's, I mean, that was the thing about Letterman that I don't like is that the house band always played with the actual band. Yeah. So if your band was on Letterman... It would actually just be like the lead singer and the guitar player, and the rest of the band wouldn't play. It would be Paul Schaefer. Because Paul's like, I'm doing it. Because that was just like their policy. Yeah. That's, I mean, literally, there's no other reason. It's just. But in this case, I feel like, I'll bet this is the stuff that Paul Schaefer really was like. Uh, Yeah. Wait till I get my mitts on this one. I really want to play with. with They're like, we booked Stanley Jordan. He's like, okay, okay, I'm excited. This is like right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, oh, I knew it. I late knew it, yeah. late 80s smooth jazz is like my favorite. God, he's yeah, so some, young. For some reason I saw something or something made, reminded me of Stanley Jordan. I was like, yeah. oh, there's the Guitar 2 B-side. Yep, that's a good, this is a good pick for Stan, for Guitar 2. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious if like other guitarists see him and go, okay, that's really fucking hard. Like, I can't believe he's doing this. Or do they say, oh, that's really gimmicky? Yeah. I think probably the former. I think yeah. it's, it's hard and it's impressive. And yeah. Even though it's non-standard. I mean, this is good playing. It's yeah. Ju- it doesn't sound just like a gimmick. No, exactly. I'm also curious if it was just one of those things he's like, well, that's just what I did. Like, I kind yeah. of fell into this. I'm not trying to be extra. I just... I, this is when I picked up guitar. I kind of did it this way. Yes, yeah. you know. It's not a gimmicky sound. Like no. you wouldn't necessarily even know he's playing in a different way. Not at all. It sounds like uh, like him playing guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Also, his sweater and leather pants are delightful. His sweater and le- it's a Cosby sweater. Oh, with it's leather a Cosby pants. and it's great. It's very 1988. Oh, oh God, 88 was great. <laughs> God damn it. That was awesome, Paul. I forgot all about Stanley Jordan. Man. Yeah, but you shouldn't because he's no, cool. No, because he's fucking cool and yeah. he's good. I remember staying up and watching that when I was in kindergarten. Oh, wow. Not really. Not really. That's really good. Uh, okay, one more clip. Mm hmm. Uh, this is the B-side for our MTV News Year in Rock 1990. How did you episode. even, like, find more? I did kind of in an A to C sort of way. But this, I felt like this extra, uh, needs a B-side now. Because in the past couple of days, I don't know if you even heard this or not, but they have shuttered MTV News. They just did it, like, as of this recording, like a, a couple, couple days, days ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. There's no more MTV it's News. gone. Yes. 
After almost 40 years. That's crazy. I mean, first BuzzFeed news, then MTV yep. news. Where am I supposed to get my news? Well, how am I going to get information <laughs> sent to me? But like, look, I'm not getting my news from MTV news anymore. But, but still, still. There was a time when MTV news was my news. Yeah, that's where you went. And uh, to be honest, I it was one of those things like when someone dies and you go, oh, they were still alive? Yeah. It was bit. a surprise to me that MTV News still existed. Yeah, because I wasn't sure. Where, I mean, are you getting it on MTV or is yeah. it just on the website or what? Yeah. Uh, but still, in mourning over MTV yeah. News. R.I.P. R.I.P. Tabitha Soren. Yeah. <laughs> R. I. P. Yep. Uh, but this is just, this isn't from the 93 year in rock, mm. but it's a clip from MTV News in 1993, and it spins off something that they covered in the year in rock, where there was a segment devoted to RuPaul and the rise of drag. It's here in the rock. And this is just this is just a five minute clip of Allison Stewart. Love Allison Stewart and RuPaul go into the mall together. Oh, that's a thirty year old RuPaul uh, at the at the height of her. 90s fame. Yeah. And Allison Stewart, who's great. I love Allison. She's great. And legit, too. MTV News has me out here in 10 degree weather in search of a 6 foot wow. 5 drag queen in a white limo. And I think I found her. Hey, girl, come on in here. It's cold. Let's go shopping. I'm ready. Come on, shopping. Wow, she looks so young. <laughs> yeah. It's I grunge. Think, yeah. RuPaul, you're a lot of things. Yeah. You're not grunge. Come on. Yeah. What she really wants to say is like, it's classy but trash. Yeah, exactly. But she doesn't want to call herself no, trash. She doesn't. She just say it's grunge. It's very accessible. It's very all inviting. And more than just what I'm wearing, it's actually more of an attitude. It's like, you're all welcome to the party. Come on. It's amazing that she's a bigger star now. Yeah, I mean, Drag Race is a major... Yeah. It's, I mean, that show's been going on for years, right? I mean, I'm a huge, huge fan, huge watcher of that show for years. Are you still watching it? Yes. Okay. Because the new season, I think, just is starting or something. It's never ending because there's no. so many spinoffs okay. now. Like, the latest season of the main show just ended and the new season of All Stars is about to That's start. That's the one I saw in that for. And then there are now international versions in, like, every country. Some of which RuPaul herself actually hosts, and mm-hmm. some of which she doesn't, but it's all under the brand. Yes. Uh, and then there are uh, tons of other spin-off like web series wow. under the under the brand that owns Drag Race. So, yeah, she's a bigger star and richer than. Oh, hundred percent. The funny thing to me about this clip is being a fan of the show. Over time, as the show's gotten more popular, it's elevated the level of drag mm-hmm. and fashion itself so much that like if RuPaul from 1993 went on the show she would get fucking dragged they'd be like you look like they trash. would read her for filth for the like <laughs> low level of drag yeah, that she's doing you're low rent girl compared to now she'd do well on like the first couple seasons yeah. but since the show's gotten popular it's like it's so much harder and costlier to keep up with the wow. level of drag that the show now expects yeah. That like 93 RuPaul would wash right the fuck out. Like, <laughs> would not cut Flame it. Flame out in the first round. Would drag. not cut it. Wow. Yeah. You're born naked and the rest is drag. And you put on this persona. And actually, 
there's a way like I'm doing it. You, work you know who looks fucking great here is Allison Stewart. Oh yeah. First of all, her outfit. Yeah. Is she, looks, she looks like Janet. Great. Okay. Yeah. I love that jacket. But I like to think that she was like, I'm hanging out with the most famous drag queen in the world. I need to step up my Yeah, game. I'm going to look good too. Yeah. Shopping! It's an awfully short skirt if it's such a cold day. Yeah, you well, should be free. She's, she's wearing committed. a hot pants. She's basically wearing the Hooters. You know? Yeah, basically. I mean, that's committing. <laughs> wow. Young. Tall. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Six foot five. So tall. It, but also in heels, too, so probably yeah. like six eight. Yeah, that's real tall. Yeah. Hey, wow. the guy at KB, KB Toys is, is partying with yeah. RuPaul. Wow, that's, you just, I mean, KB Toys, also not around anymore. Yeah, nope. so all these things in these malls are gone. Yeah, this is... Allison Stewart's the best. Allison Stewart knows how to walk. Sam Goody. Goody got it. Goody got it. That's great. The thing about RuPaul is everything he says is a soundbite. Like everything is like a catchphrase yes. and a thing that he said before. Like, but, you're born naked and the rest is drag. Yeah. I was doing Revlon commercials in my mama's house when I was five years yeah. old. I, but tossed off perfectly. Yeah, well, yeah. But I mean, uh, she's a very produced person. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She has to be. But that's why she became the, re- the yeah. most famous drag queen. Exactly. They are living for her, okay? I did love it. You know, I mean, anybody who has projected an idea or a dream and then have achieved it to do it, that's great. Yay! You Look at the tapes. She's got the cassette. Oh, the cassette. Her own so cassette. nostalgic. Yeah. Wow. I love these New York, these 93 New York kids. Yeah. We're not like dads. Yeah. Oh, she bought it. Wow. <laughs> nice commercial for Sam Goody. Yeah. You keep saying you gotta work. You better work, honey. You keep saying you gotta work. Uh-huh. Exactly what does it mean to work? Working is doing the best you can do at whatever it is you're doing. It's like, yep. Preach. You know, you're here, it's now, you might as well pay the cost to be the boss. It's my turn. I'm coming yeah. out. So, Who's the boss? How many sound bites can you throw out? She just name-checked... A Diana Ross song and a Tony Danza sitcom in immediate succession. Yeah. Effortlessly. I'm coming out. Who's the boss? <laughs> really do deserve some of those cholesterol <laughs> blockers from the artist. I mean, it makes you feel really happy about being alive. That's what the whole mall is about. It's like, we're here, we're American, we shop. This is also like peak mall. I was just thinking the phrase peak mall. Yeah. Peak mall. And I was considering in the back of my mind, like, do I miss it? Not really. I mean, it's just a thing we don't need. Yeah. It's easy to... It's like, I, I'm comfortable feeling nostalgia for it because it's a thing that... Yeah. I mean, they still exist, but they're so still empty that they're all creepy. Yeah. And uh, and you just don't need it anymore. The cachet of that... I mean, there's malls... I still go to malls with my kids and, you know, for yeah. to shop with them. Uh, so it's a different vibe, and you know they like it not as much as like we live. They go, but we like live there. Yeah, you know, so it's a big difference. Yeah, I mean, I'm just 
you know, on the cusp of, I don't think I, like, it wasn't so much a part of our lifestyle the way, like, in the 80s yeah. and early 90s teens, like, hung out at yeah, the mall. Exactly. We'd, like, go to the mall to buy stuff. And if one of them had a movie theater in it, we'd go see a movie. Yeah. And maybe if there's a restaurant. We'd... But I'm also a dweeb, so I was always like, I want to go to the bookstore. Let's do it. I'll see you there. But most of the stuff I wasn't, like, interested in. Yeah, no, we hung out, man. Yeah. Are you guys It was sort of a dumb question, yeah. Allison. Allison, it feels like a producer told her to ask that. <laughs> she, Allison Stewart also must be tiny. Yeah, like RuPaul's tall, but Allison's also yeah. short. Yeah. What? I mean, they were. They are. Yeah. I think mean, there was a dip. There was a dip, but like now, I mean, she's like a fun aunt. I mean, drag is mainstream enough now that people are protesting it now. Yeah, exactly. Like, no one ever thing. cared because it was always such a marginal thing. It was thing. so underground. Now it's but so But now big. that it's like really in the culture, people are like, we have to stop this. Wait a minute. This new thing called drag, we can't yeah. <laughs> It's like this prince has been famous yeah. for 30 years. Yeah. You're a little late to the party. Learn how to love yourself. No matter what, whether, you know... And even though it's all soundbitey, it's like nothing but positive messages. Yeah, it's positive energy, yeah. so I appreciate it. But, you know, drag can get pretty nasty, though. It's not like it's all, like, super clean, Well, not when, friendly, when there's competition going on. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a rip out some weaves. Well, you did it. Yep. You prophesied. It, it, took, it took a little longer than you might have thought yeah. at the time. You might have thought this was it, but you came yeah. back big. Yeah. 30 years later? Yeah. 30? 30. Wow. 30. Fuck. Yeah. Recording artist, RuPaul. So it counts for music, Rhaegar. Yep, that's Rhaegar. She did have hits. Yep. She does still make music. Yep. Yeah. Most of it's pretty pretty bad. Yeah, but, it's bad. Uh, but a lot of it's good. A lot she's of it's an good. icon. Yeah. But that's going to do it for our B-Sides episode. Ten and years. Ten, not ten years, ten seasons. <laughs> no, it's been Five ten years. years. We do two seasons a year. Yeah. Look at your calendar. Uh, that's math. I don't do math. Did you really in the moment just now think that we've been doing this show for ten years? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but it is the end of our tenth season. Tenth see Happy tenth season. And we're going to do ten more. Yay. And then twenty more after that. We're doing it somewhere. And then I'll probably nice. be dead by then. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it alone. alone. Don't you dare. Oh, you're out. Cancel it. No, it's. I'm saying this on mic right now. Don't you dare. <laughs> if I die, this show ends. This show ends with no... Bury it with actually, me. Actually, it's just yeah. dead. Yeah, you're not... Uh, you're Led Zeppelin, not The Who. Okay? <laughs> I understood that reference. Yeah. <laughs> That's the music Craig on Promise. Yes. If one of us dies, the show dies. The show dies. We give that to you. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, that is the end of our 10th season and the end of this episode. Music Raygun is hosted by me. I'm Paul. I'm Kirk. Until next season. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya.